And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian in person dogs politely were described as handsy. It's Renee Colvert. And he's a comedian who is such a pro, he literally defied death just to be here tonight. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to make beef stew by forcing it to wait with worry, excitement, and confusion. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little scotch kisses. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show of the Allison Rosen is your best friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're keeping this in, Jeff. I'm extremely Jeff, you're be cutting this out. <laughs> extremely <laughs> pregnant. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is what I was trying to say. That's the show that you are currently listening to. But you probably know that. I doubt you tuned in in the middle of this weird intro. Um, Scotch Kisses is a carbohydrate that was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen by Lisa Lowry. She knows that that is one of my favorite carbohydrates, if not the, the ultimate favorite, but enough of that. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Very exciting show because a certain person who went to Puerto Rico to zip line but ended up in a hospital, not because of a ziplining accident, yeah. is here. We're going to get into all of that, along with other stuff. I would like to say hello to my guest. Hello. Welcome back, Renee. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank God David's back. I know. <laughs> that was rough. It was. I didn't care for it. I know you were in the room, David, but it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, nobody liked it. We were all very upset. I was oh, not thanks. into it. Yeah. It just feels right now that he's back. Yes. David oh, Huntsberger, welcome back. Yay! Yay! Hey, thanks, you guys. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> I feel like you've been through hell, or we have been through hell because you haven't been here. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, unpleasant. It was uh, not as... Ex- I mean, we were really laughing a lot at uh, the expectations versus like what <laughs> transpired. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into all that, if you're cool with that. Jeff Fox, Hello. Hi, Allison. Did anybody do anything exciting while David was gone? Anyone? I checked out David's junk. Hey, <laughs> saucy thing. Okay, that was my first drop. That's very exciting. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for giving it to me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. That is what I was doing, David. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was that was a, a spliced edit. You had to really snap it. That was two there. in one. Yeah. <laughs> What was the purr about? Was it about a snack? Great question. Yeah, probably. Like that's usually what I growl at—a food situation. Maybe there was somebody attractive. No, I feel like it's probably I, food. No, I, I think your food sound is. And Daniel will be joining us in a moment. He just stepped out to put Elliot to sleep. Renee no. saw Elliot for the I, first time tonight. It was. I was like, you cannot cry. You can't cry. She's the one who's pregnant. She's the one who should be emotional. She. I can't handle how cute your kid oh, is. Oh, thank you. It. Well, first, because there's the visual, but then there's also his sweet little words. Did he need an apple, maybe? Is that what was happening? No. He has the same <laughs> word for apple and bottle. Great. He calls both of them apple. Perfect. So he, Daniel can sort of tell the difference. I can't. But he was asking for a bottle, but yeah. it's apple. Oh, it's like Mandarin Chinese. The same word, different inflection. <laughs> different inflection. Yeah. Two different things. Yes. 
um, and I'll say, I'll go through it with him. I'll say ba, and I'll ba, right. he'll say ba, and I'll say to, and he'll be like, to apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it, go, it reverts to apple. Sweet. Now, is this usually his bedtime demeanor? Because that is the exact opposite of a tantrum. That was crazy. Um, oftentimes, he's sweet like this. And then sometimes when he really doesn't want to go to bed, he does throw a tantrum. Okay. I was yeah. like, because that's unheard of. I feel like at this point, he should have been... He turned two, and I feel like this is... It's knock on wood. Okay. He, there's been fewer tantrums since he turned two, which I think is unusual. I think we're just having like a, a good week or something. But anyway. Okay, David. Sure. Fill <laughs> us in. Because I, I told my version of your story as, uh-huh. as well as I know it on the podcast, but I need to hear it from the appendixless man himself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll give you the shortest version possible. No need. Uh, well, I've, I've told this story a number of times, kind of not that, not to come to the podcast and be like, well, I'm sick of talking about that. <laughs> but I, Nothing I, interesting uh, ever happens to me. <laughs> I did do. And I was trying to place the timeline on this on my podcast. I did like a Patreon episode where it was like an hour of me just like, here's Patreon. everything that happened. And then I went back to the hospital after that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that how the timeline worked. Would that be so patreon.com slash space cave? It's or David. I think it's David Huntsberger. Okay. Um, and Lisa Lowry is someone who uh, supports that. So thank you. Wonderful. Lisa. What a lovely human. Um, so we uh, ran a, f- I got, we got there Thursday night. Emily Rose and I had a really nice dinner in like this great Puerto Rican place. They made us delicious drinks. We were you like, were taking your tourism dollars there to help them rebuild yeah, their economy. Yeah. And so that was part of the thing we were laughing at. Originally, we had someone had thrown out the idea of mammoth and like renting a place near there so we could ski. But not everyone skis. And so we were like, that's, you know, it's a long drive from LA. That's a lot of work. Let's do something more convenient. <laughs> I don't know why Puerto Rico seemed in any way more something convenient. Easy. It's yes. so, it's a long, long flight, a lot of long layovers. How and, long is it? I mean, so we so route a lot of people through um, New York, uh, Newark, I think. Or that's New Jersey. Is that right? Yeah. Newark is New yeah. Jersey. I know, but I'm not sure that's where they route everyone. I want to say there's a place in New York where, so the weather's a factor at this time of year and people mm. are having like nine hour layovers. And But it was like 10 hours total of just airtime flying. Mm-hmm. No, that's not right. Seven and a half. And then anyway, Long it was flight. just like, but yeah, tourism dollars, like let's go revitalize this place. Yeah. Um, which really didn't look as hurricaned as i was expecting they really a lot of, and it didn't hit the entire island the same way so certain mm-hmm. places were worse than others i didn't see a lot of it i saw i was mostly in the hospital <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> oh, no. so we go there and i'm like you're welcome puerto rico we're gonna spend a bunch of money and then the first night was great we just walked and found a place this looks pretty puerto rican and it was great the food they served one of the meals just on this cool block of wood and then it was just delicious. And then the guy was making it? the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very... The first time you did it, you did like this breathe in. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I couldn't nail it. I think you Ooh, got it pretty delicious. good. Delicious. Uh, I appreciate you being the one friend who's honest with me. This is what you sound like. It's, no, uh, you got to work I on messed, it. I messed it up. Mm, yum, yum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was that. It was a it was lot a of like, of that. this right. is great. And the drinks were really good and did a lot of like... Uh, what would you have? And then most people are like, I don't know. When I go out, I just drink rum and Coke. So like rum's the biggest thing. But he's like, do you like coconut? I'm like, sure. So we had these mojitos with coconut that uh. were just phenomenal. It's like, this is a great trip. And then the <laughs> next day was the only like full day we really had kind of um, 
not everyone was in yet though that day so that was kind of fun we hung out who all was going because i thought it was just you and emily rose yeah it was uh her parents and her sister and then my mom and sister oh wow yeah so me and her dad and a gaggle of ladies (laughs) and uh which is fun like everyone was getting along great and we did this tour of this uh like el moro and then this there's this castle el castillo and this big huge bluff you can walk out it's just people flying kites and whatnot it was really fun, and um, oddly, someone who listens to my podcast was was like, "I live in Puerto Rico. I have kayaks you can use." Oh wow! So I was like, "Like this is great. This is going to be hook up." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then know um, a kayak guy. No, a kayak dude. <laughs> and then the th- so I know a guy in room. urgent care there. <laughs> really handy. I got guys he all knew over about Rico. the hospitals, which maybe I should. I'll, I'll, once I get to the hospital, that's an interesting note where he's like how cold are you and i was like it's freezing in here and they don't give you blankets or pillows oh god so you're just laying in this bed like it's awfully cold in here <laughs> and like you should have brought your own blanket who thinks of doing that at a mm. hospital so uh, they have crazy. a surplus of paper towels they had a bunch of sheets so the first night that i was like admitted i j- they just gave me like seven white hard sheets all folded together so it's just like a stack of cardboard yeah, and that shitty. was my pillow so my neck was all sore uh. Um, but the third day, so wait, yeah, go back to, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to, so we did that night. Then the next day it was just my mom and my sister and then her folks got in that night. So we had a dinner that night. So we had the one full day. Then, then, and that was, then that night was the only time the whole group was together to have dinner. The next day we got up and my mom and Emily Rose and I ran a 5k, (laughs) which I did great. I was feeling really good. I guess it's fun. And then. Uh, a little bit of like stomach pain, but nothing crazy right. and nothing even really noticeable. I was like, yeah, let's drink some water. And then we're walking through this statue garden and I, we saw an iguana up in a tree and we only saw it because like a giant amount of liquid dropped out. Oh. And I was like, that couldn't have been a tree, <gasps> an iguana. And then people were like, they're everywhere here. They're Did just they piss littered. on you? Not on me, but but was the just, liquid iguana urine? The liquid was iguana urine. Okay, and then as but then weirdly, I did get peed on by a bird. So oh we're boy. looking at the iguana, and then my left <laughs> forearm gets peed on. And I said this out loud. I go, "Man, get it? I got pooped on by a bird one or twice within the span of a month." And the second pooping, this girl came up to me and goes, "That's really good luck." And I go, "Yeah, right." And she was like Latina, and she goes, "No, no, really. Like in my culture, that's such good luck." And then I weirdly kind of had good luck after that. <laughs> So I get peed on by this bird, and I said out loud, "Is this good luck or bad luck?" Within like twelve, you'll just wait and see. And then within like two hours, like oh, the stomach pain's really kicking in. And so it, I, that was another thing I didn't think of till like several days in the hospital. Like that was definitely bad luck. <laughs> I, uh, was so we went and we did the Bacardi tour and they were kind of talking and now like the stomach pain is starting to get a little worse but they were talking about the healing properties of rum and the whole Bacardi family and I was what like what did it feel like would it feel like a burning or a it, sharp pain? no it was right in the center like right below my sternum and it felt like there was a balloon in there that's mm-hmm. always there and it was just like two clicks pumped up too much I see so like, so like ah, pressure, pressure yeah, yeah like this is gas or something that'll go away it's just not jet, but it just stayed and it didn't really get worse and then i left the tour and just went back to the hotel on my own everyone thought i was going to watch a football game which originally was kind of my plan but i was like i just ended up back in the hotel room like oh god and it was so painful at that point what did you think it was at that point 
I still thought it was like the meal we'd had the night mm-hmm, before and yeah. then running. And I was like, I think I'm dehydrated in this climate. I eat like greasy food right. and I'm dehydrated. Right, and the travel and all that. Yeah. And so I I think I threw up then. And then I, and then I asked Emily Rose, like, can you bring some Pepto-Bismol when you come back? She's like, yeah, sure. And then I drank that and I threw that up. Mm. I'm like, that's not great. And then <laughs> she, <laughs> she suggested I take a shower. And it, it like- It must have it, looked fun though, being that- you puked it up and it was like bright pink. It was. I was thinking that too, was but that it funny? wasn't. No. Now it didn't. It didn't have that cool pink. <laughs> it had mixed in with, I guess, the other junk in there. So it's just kind of this gross, clearish, yeah. not yeah. even that pinkish. That's no fun. But yeah. some of the taste was still there, you and I liked the taste of yeah. Pepto Bismol. So yeah. I was like, "Wee, it's back, <laughs> you again." <laughs> um. Anyway, then I. I made it through the night. Shower kind of helped. I slinked into bed and found a way to sleep that I I just slept like a statue. I was like, if I just don't move a single (laughs) molecule in my body, I'll be okay. And then I woke up in the morning and I had a fever. And then my mom was like, fever and vomiting. I don't think you just have a stomach ache. So we went to the emergency room. And then the doctor there was like, you you just ate greasy food. You'll be fine. Uh, Oh, no. And I was like, I knew it. (laughs) They talked me into this. They gave me this medicine, and after like a couple hours, I was like, "When's that medicine kick in?" She, goes, oh, oh, it hasn't. Yeah, and I was like, "Nah." And the pain is like pretty intense, and it's over here. It moved a little bit to the right. To the right. So they did a CT scan and decided like it was the appendix. And then the next day was Christmas morning. Mm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> going to have surgery, and then. Um, Right after I woke up, like we had some friends that were doctors that were like, just make sure afterward you walk and stuff like that, eat right away. I'm like, okay. Not right away, like immediately out of surgery, but right. just, you know, at some point. And then this nurse that she was the only one that wore one of those weird like bonnet hats that oh, wow. flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I remember like getting wheeled out of surgery. Like I was in surgery and I said, hey, blah, blah, blah. And they went, okay. And then I just remember getting wheeled out. There wasn't even like a, okay, here we go. It was just like, ah, fuck and this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sick of what he's talking like, about. We're turning you off. <laughs> exactly. Just, Bad luck birds. We get it. Let's turn you off now. <laughs> and then the other thing that he <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have one more thing. I, I, that one was probably what was happening. Oh, these Americans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did and they, then, they all speak English? They tried. Like some were better than others. The anesthesiologist was really good. The mm-hmm. surgeon was pretty good. Um, Do you oh, speak Spanish? Yeah, I mean, I speak okay Spanish. Their um, affect is different than kind of normal. Like here, we get a lot of influx, obviously, of like Mexican people. So that Spanish, I speak pretty frequently and like i'm okay at it mm-hmm. down there there's a lot like it's hard to pinpoint but it, it rolls together so they'd come in and be like buena like so that doesn't sound that crazy but that as opposed to like buenas dias or buenas right or yeah buena. and then that well, kind well, of rolls well, well, well. yeah it sounds like that <laughs> <laughs> it was just very my sister speaks like four languages so she was really great she, she never took a spanish class and she was like i'll figure it out wow oh, wow and just understood what they were saying instantly. It was crazy. So kind of had an interpreter there. And then most of the ER doctors spoke some version. There was an x-ray guy who was my favorite because he was so sweet. He was he really cared about me. You know, you can just tell that regardless of the language. And I get wheeled in there. It was I remember being like really late or early in the morning or something. I was just kind of out of it. And he goes, don't worry about that. I speak English. <laughs> and I was like, I did. It's one of those things that took me a couple seconds. Like, what did he just, oh, I think he said he speaks English. That's great. And then he pushes me over toward the x-ray thing and disappears behind his little hut. And then I just hear, 
Breath, dumb breath. Breath, dumb breath. <laughs> that was like exactly how he sounds. I know people get a little offended if you like impersonate him. That's exactly how he sounded. And then so every time I would see him after that, there was just this very friendly smile, like, hey, good to see you. And I just love that he was trying so hard. Yeah. And, yeah. His English was it. I love that he was so confident, like, I speak it. Yeah, You're good here. Pretty fluent. You're fine. <laughs> So there's just a lot of that. It was uh, the surgery and then the nurse with the weird bonnet. And she didn't have one eye, but I referred to her as the one-eyed nurse because this other eye just angrily sort of did something. It just wasn't cooperating and it was kind of squinty. So she very much look, just looked angry mm-hmm. and was not incredibly nice. She doesn't sound nice. Like right after the surgery, she's sort of shaking me. And I think she cared about me. I think she wanted me to do well. But no one had prepped me prior to the surgery like hey we're gonna wake you up and make you walk around and it's vital that you do that Mm -hmm. no one said that i talked to other doctors after like you don't have to do that right but for whatever reason she's like eat some food and i was just so i think they over you like still anesthetized kind of yeah and i think they dosed me for like 10 pounds more than i was Mm -hmm. because they never weighed me and they kept asking me my weight and then someone's like i saw them write down this number i was like oh i hope not yeah so i was just really like i can barely open my eyes she was like, get up, get up. And she started speaking to me in Spanish. And I go, por favor, su español es muy rápido. Es posible por, por usted. Just, and I couldn't think of the word slowly. And I, oh, I had said instead of muy rápido, because I'm all doped up, I said mucho rápido. And she looked at me and goes, muy rápido, muy rápido, muy rápido. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's just really like fury in her eyes. Right. And I was like, ah. And she's like, you got to get up. In and her then, eye. In her yeah, one in the, eye, in the one eye. yeah. Like, and I—I don't know. Maybe she had a harder life, and she was projecting that onto like you, little baby. You're just laying there, and I was like, I've been tough in my life before. <laughs> this, I just need a moment. I just need yeah. to like, rest a bit. And then she, and my sister was there. Like, he's—I think he just needs to relax. And she was like, No, he's got to get up and walk around. And then she like stormed out of the room. So I did wake up a little bit later, and I walked around and ate a little bit of food, and then. If you need to take a break, by the way, or do an ad. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you mention that because if you're going to travel, <laughs> I have got the luggage for you. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is supported in part by Away, makers of first class luggage at a coach price. Um, I feel like everyone has Away luggage at this point. This luggage is very popular on Instagram. It's also popular in my household. I have the carry on, which is delightful. It's like the best, you know those, you know those jerks you see in the airport who have no worries because their luggage roll, they can just push it if they want or right. they can turn it sideways or I used to be one of those <laughs> only two wheel chumps. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've got, f- Four wheels. I can do anything I want. It's so easy to roll. So that's my carry-on. And the carry-on has a built-in... Uh, you can charge your phone. Oh, wow. There's a battery in it. You can remove the battery. Um, but it's awesome. And it's got like an internal compression system. And it's it's like indestructible. So then when we went to Hawaii, I said, well, I need a bigger one. And so I, got, I was choosing between the medium and the large. And I ended up getting the large. And that is also amazing rolls so well i love it i love not having to struggle with my luggage anymore the interior features a patent pending compression system helpful for overpackers away carry-ons are able to charge anything that's powered by a usb cord a single charge of the away carry-on 
We'll charge your iPhone five times. There's a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for you for life. And they have all sorts of cool colors. And then they have like special limited edition colors too that you can only get for a period of time. And they also have an aluminum shell one. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash BFF20 and use code BFF20 at checkout. So again, awaytravel.com slash BFF and use code BFF20 at checkout because this season, everyone wants to get away. Daniel, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So we're in the midst of hearing about David's I know, relaxing I vacation. <laughs> People don't mind if uh, you start over, right? <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, yeah, just go back to the beginning. Sure. Okay, so I believe where you were was the nurse had stormed out yeah. because you didn't want to walk, but then you did walk. Yeah. I had. So to, to recap, Daniel, I... Did a 5K, I got peed on by a bird, I wondered <laughs> if it was good or bad luck, and mm. then I, within hours, had terrible stomach pain, and like made it through that night, then went to the hospital, then had surgery the next morning. Christmas. At Christmas. And then um, I ate a little bit, I walked the halls that day, and then the next morning, they were like, okay, let's get you out of here. Wow. And oh, wow. so... I was like, oh, no antibiotics, no pain pills. And I was just Were like, you in pain? Yeah, yeah, I was telling them, like, I'm in pain. Is that normal? They're like, yeah, yeah, just walk it off. <laughs> oh, so legitimately, like, just keep walking. Like, your intestines have to get used to, like, working again. Okay. So we went to this beautiful it new It doesn't hotel. hurt. Stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we went to Fajardo, which is where the kayak setup was potentially going to be. So I'm still thinking, like, everyone kept telling me, oh, you're, you're like, the rest of your vacation is going to be just relaxing. And I was like... Being in a zip line is just sitting in a seat, basically. Yeah. I can do this. I'm f- if I can stand up and walk around, I can ride in a zip line. So I was like still planning, like, okay, I missed a couple days. Back in action. <laughs> so we go to this hotel that is gorgeous. It was near Fahari. You look out and see this beautiful like Caribbean view. It was unreal. And they, everyone kept telling me, oh, the bird's really funny. The bird will say a few things. Every time I walk by this bird, it just looked at me like, uh-oh. Dude. You, you ain't so okay. I feel yeah. like he yeah, knew yeah, something. Yeah. Like, well, I or I just, you can't say a joke at a time like this. <laughs> so the, I was. Is bird that peed on you? No. Unfortunately, this was like just the hotel bird, <laughs> uh, which I thought was going to be like my friend, but he wanted, he would not indulge in any way. He wouldn't huh. say anything or make any noises, but I would just shuffle down the hallway every couple hours and then I'd go lay down and just be like, man, I, I just don't feel great. Yeah. I should be normal by now. And then everyone's like, you want some food? Like, And I was trying, like, at one point, like, drinking, like, a smoothie and then water and tea and stuff like that. But I was, I kind of reached the, like, I don't need any more food. I don't want any more food. And then I think it was the next day I was, like, my stomach was starting to get really swollen. Oh, no. Had you not had any bowel movements? I I was trying. So there were like these little, it was like a car trying to start. Like, come on. There were, like, there were little yeah. elements that made me feel like, okay, it's close. Right, we're getting there. We're not yeah. quite there. <laughs> and and uh, But my stomach was like a turtle shell. It was really hard. I looked like mm-hmm. one of those dudes that like eats a ton of red meat and drinks, but does a lot of sit-ups. Right. So the <laughs> yeah. abs are like way yeah. out. Down. Yeah. 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 So I had that look. I was like, I don't, I would. And then you just forget your whole body. Like, did I always look like this? <laughs> <laughs> my stomach's always my been. nickname turtle is that how this happened <laughs> I'm like, i don't think so man um so we went back to the hospital and had this thing called ileus or it's an ileus or condition called i don't know it just there's a blockage in your intestine shut down and then so i had to have this tube down my nose oh, to like remove 
my stomach contents, and oh that was God. disgusting. So yeah. that was they pumped your stomach, basically. Yeah, basically, and I had to help them. Like, so the tube goes down. Uh, Normally, they're supposed to spray something up there, and they just like yeah. greased up this tube. Like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but it's all the nurses, and like a lot of the nurses didn't speak any English, so yeah. they'd just be like pointing stuff and sunaris, and I was like. What? No. And they're like, oh yeah, you have to help too. When you feel it going past your throat, you have to like, start ah! swallowing. Oh, yeah. oh my god! And then so did that it hurt or was it just weird? Like involuntary tears just streaming down your face. Yeah. And then oh yeah, it definitely. It's not just uncomfortable. It, I would say it hurts. Yeah. And that was a big problem with the whole procedure. Is like childbirth and breaking a femur. They go, what's your level of pain? One to ten. So I'm like, well, my femur's not broken. I'm not having a baby. I don't know, six or seven. Yeah. And then no. a day or two later, they'd be like, you were in a lot of pain, man. And I'd be like, yeah, I thought so, but I didn't I didn't really want to yeah. say like right. how you much it hurt. 10, 10, I'm a 10, 10. <laughs> Always a 10. If you talk to any yeah. doctor, though, they'll tell you, like everyone that comes in is like, I'm in a 10. And then they find out like it's a little gas or something. Right, so, yeah. I don't know. I was just being a tough guy, I guess. Yeah. But the the tube down the nose Ugh. was so rough and then they didn't get it far enough down God the first time it. so they had to like there we go some more keep swallowing so i did that and then they just uh. turn on a switch and you it just starts flowing out oh god you know it was so gross and what it was like rattling like? so it's like a vacuum it felt like i was getting mummified uh. i was like is it gonna take too much am i gonna dry out <laughs> turn <laughs> inside out flying out your butthole starts like yeah yeah I'm puckering. <laughs> ah, this thing. Just, <laughs> that's oh, my no. brain. <laughs> it felt like the bed was rattling. All the machinery. Just, and so would, the, like, how difficult is it to swallow that? Because if someone told me on command to like swallow this tube we're sticking down your nose, like, I think that I would. Have you had it done? I bet it's no. I bet it's like when you uh, have a bad cold and you just have that bug that won't, that's like <laughs> won't end, the never ending bug down the back of your neck. You're like, <laughs> you're just like trying to cut it off with your larynx. You know, you're like, <laughs> it's infinitely worse than that. <laughs> As a point so of reference, it's, it's, it's for worse. sure the closest I hopefully I will get to like, we don't have any, just bite down on this stick. It was just that, like someone's, right. you know, the yeah. Civil War, like bones getting sawed through and it was, Nuts. I'll never have that, but this was that to me. It yeah. was so rough. Because you're Civil War. And then yeah. you're just stuck there. You can feel it. You can never not, and it just feels like a pencil that goes from behind your oh eyeball down behind oh your throat. Oh my God. That's awful. So that was, so I was just sitting there like all doped up with oh. a stupid tube in my nose. It's like, <laughs> Puerto Rico! <laughs> <laughs> this is going just like we thought. Your then, tourism dollars at work. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> then what happened? It was just a lot of like, let's get you another CT scan or like, you know, we needed antibiotics or I needed them. And then it would take like five hours. It was just starting oh to get God. like, this is poor healthcare. This is not like well attended. Mm -hmm. They're all individual um, proprietors there. So like they don't really work for the hospital. They're sort of like a, like a salon where you just rent <laughs> the booth. So, yeah. so they don't have like American healthcare companies over there. I don't know the full ins and outs, but it just, every doctor there was just sort of renting space so they could be a doctor in that hospital. And everyone oh. would come in and be like, you allergic to anything? I'm like, for the 30th time, check a chart. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, but I, in my head, <laughs> it would just be like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, Th this right. should, it's like please stop asking the same things. So over and over, they'd do that. So then it was like a couple days on with the tube, and then that came out, and then like trying to go back to regular food. And I forget like the timeline here, but then... 
Uh, but you, it, the problem was your intestine was just like frozen, right? Yeah, it was like really inflamed and then Ugh. some sort of block there. And then I, so I was trapped on the island. They're like, your intestines are full of air. Yeah. You can't fly. And we're like, but it's pressurizing. And then the subtle difference is like you could burst basically. Oh my God. So it was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm like, trapped here. Nuts. This is terrible. And then people, like the vacation's ending. So people were like, okay, we're going to get going. Send us postcards. So then we rose this family took off and luckily like my sister and Emily Rose stayed and then uh, the tube came out and then uh, like my bowels started my yeah like started working a little bit again so they were like all right work your way up eat eat more foods New Year's Eve so we want you to get out of here and go have New Year's (laughs) Eve go zipline no antibiotics no pain pills again and this time we're kind of a little leery like you know they they sent us home once before and should we have some should we just monitor me not on antibiotics for like 12 hours mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing we can do here that you can't monitor at home so just <sighs> keep an eye on if you get if anything goes wrong come back to the er ask for me dr castro <laughs> so I, okay so we leave go to this airbnb and within an hour i'm like i think we should just monitor this someone want to take my temperature it was 102. Oh, my Jeez. God. So we're like, oh, boy. So back to the hospital. Is Dr. Castro here? They've never heard of him. He doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> we never saw him again. We oh never even God. heard someone afterward <laughs> refer to like, oh, Castro, right? Never. It was like a phantom. <laughs> so we're just like, all right. Not He's just a like guy that. who goes into hospital and discharges <laughs> patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's asked for me. It'll be fine. Get no, out of here. I, like in the middle, I'm literally opened up. No, I get not Yeah, good. Should I get some pills? Nah. You'll be, you'll be fine. Did, did he hand you a postcard with an Airbnb on it by chance? <laughs> so what's their deal with pain pills they don't seem to want to give you? Well, the, you know, you, all the opioids are bad for your intestines. Oh, shut down yeah. So, but that wasn't the problem. There was one point and they kept giving them to me with shots in my butt. Mm-hmm. And so they'd come over with a giant needle and be like, morphine? And I go, no, 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 no. Check your chart. I'm not supposed to be on morphine. So they're doing like Toradol, which I think Whoa. that's maybe not mm-hmm. as opioidish. So they were aware of it, but there would be these miscommunications where someone would just show up with a syringe like morphine. I, go, I, I think you want to check the chart. Did I'm you not, not have an you know. IV? Oh, yeah. I had like 30 IVs. <laughs> so had, it's like, weird that they had to give you a butt shot. Yeah. Yeah. I would have... IV. Well, it's funnier that way. (laughs) That's why they do it. Good point. I had, I probably got 50 to 100, somewhere in that range of needle sticks Uh, in both my arms. It was uh, unreal. And then, like, so for the CT scan, I had to have a separate one. Then they'd take that out and they'd put it in again. They'd do one in my hand, then do one in my arm. At one point, one of the first IVs, I was just sitting there and then I (laughs) looked down. It had like gotten out of the vein, oh. and so I had one of those jiggly like breast implant sort of bulges on my elbow, uh, uh, and I was like, "I don't think that's supposed to be." Uh, it's just so gross, and just feels like man. this feels inept. Yeah. So then, like, it was like five more days of being so like back in on New Year's Eve. All the ER doctors know me by that point. They're <laughs> yeah. laughing at me. <laughs> oh, wait, a New Year, right? <laughs> Help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get me like, out just of here. not in a great mood. I hate you guys. <laughs> and then uh, and then it was like five more days or seven more days. In the hospital? Just sitting in the hospital because uh. I had like this weird abscess thing. So they had to monitor. In your what? In the, They don't really know. And I, since being back here, have to like go meet with a, an, someone that can look at my CT scans, like a mm-hmm. GI doctor that'll 
hopefully be able to say what it was. So yeah. they don't really know. My regular doctor didn't know. They, I was, and then you should never do this, which is Google things online. Oh, oh yeah, no. No, 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 no. Was it so a then, bird's egg? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I guess we'll find out at some point. But my body sort of got rid of that on its own, or with the antibiotics. So then got back, and then did oral antibiotics for a couple weeks. And then, the, like the moment I went off those, had to go back to the hospital here. So that was like that was the most frustrating. Like back on American soil, and then in the hospital again, and then but now like two weeks, totally good and uh, no more pains. I'm healthy and back. Good to see you guys. Well, that's great. That story's oh. insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's. Uh, wow. Does your insurance cover it? I don't know. I got. <laughs> I haven't gotten we'll a bill yet. They should, I suppose, but I, I didn't really get in there and read all the fine print yet. I'm right. just going to see like as it comes. You and saved then... a fortune on medicine. They didn't give you any. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like they've... <laughs> the price of a needle, and that's all you have to pay for. Yeah, and then the dude here in in the Hollywood hospital, I felt like he thought that I was a pill addict or an opioid person. Oh, huh. so I'd be like, should I keep like getting? pain medicine when i feel pain or should i wait and he would just look at me like i know what you're doing i I hate it i don't like how opioids feel yeah yeah gross yeah well especially when you're on them for a period of time yeah like chemically like uh yeah it's just not yeah it's like it's in your skull i feel like yeah i have pretty low blood pressure and that was starting to be an issue where they'd be like oh your blood pressure is really low lay down horizontally but then the doctor would come in and be like never be horizontal because you're you need gravity to help your intestines move right so i would just constantly be in this battle like, oh god oh, I'm a little lightheaded i better no get back up <laughs> So it was so oh. weird. Like, plus the opioids with that, I was just so. It was just a weird feeling. It's a really foggy, gross feeling. Mm. Do you feel like you'll ever want to go back to Puerto Rico? <laughs> yeah. Not Everyone out of fear, ever. but just you know that thing where it's like associated with. Being I sick. didn't see enough of it to have an association with anything other than the hospital, really. <laughs> so everyone in my group was like, "I'm never coming back here. I hate this place." Really? But yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, "I'd like to see the rainforest, and yeah. definitely want to still zip line." And so, yeah, I would go back. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> I know. It's embarrassing. So, it feels no, just why is it embarrassing? It's just, I it's, feel like I'm sturdier than that. Isn't that but it's like, not you. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though, how we do get embarrassed when we get sick? It's yeah. just not a normal state to be laying yeah. down and have all your, like, you know, I had people come visit <laughs> right. and I'm just laying in a bed. Hey, gang. <laughs> like, that feels yeah. really weird. Like, it's maybe a little different after you've given birth or something because, you know, like, that feels like a celebration as opposed to. We think you might die. Or that I don't know. It's just right. weird. But yeah, I appreciate it. Everyone was very nice during yeah. it. So, but do yeah. you think the whole saga was just bad luck brought on by the bird, or <laughs> <laughs> was there some like not great medical care that extended it? So my appendix evidently was in the behind my intestines, which happens, and there's a name for it. But typically, you open up, you make a little incision, it's right there waiting, just snip it and take it out. So the surgeon had to go through my intestines a little bit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> every doctor that would come in, they'd go, let me see your incisions. And then so I'd have to pull down like my sweatpants a little bit. And there's one kind of between my belly button and my groin area. Is it there's, laparoscopic? Yeah, yeah. But they did three. So there's that mm. one little one. Ow. There's one <laughs> <laughs> There's one in my belly button. And there's one, one there on my left side. So every doctor would look at that and be like, left. Huh. 
Hmm. Right. All right. But they have a weird code amongst one another where they don't go, well, that's a bunch of sh- What the? Yeah. They just kind of go, hmm, left. Which made me feel like, oh, God, like that's yeah. not the normal way to do it. So I think there was some not great care. Ask. I'm sure they'd be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah What's the consequence of doing bad It's like impossible to get medical records. It's impossible to get like anything. Uh, it was, it was, that part was really, really They got to track down Dr. Castro first. <laughs> <laughs> no if he exists. Right. Man. Someone could find him on Facebook, I bet. Um, you know what would have made your hospital stay so much better? <laughs> Comfortable sheets. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. if you didn't have to overpay for them. If True. they were like luxurious hotel sheets at affordable prices like Brooklyn in sheets. You spend a third of your life in sheets or like 90% of your vacation if you're David. <laughs> uh, it's about time for a bedding upgrade. Uh, Daniel and I sleep on Brooklyn in sheets. Mm. They're the best. <laughs> they are. They're so comfortable. They're high quality. I just sleep better when they're on the bed. Um, they have 30,000 plus five-star reviews more than any other online bedding company. They were named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have uh, all different sorts of styles and, and prints and solids and colors and whatnot. So you can really customize. A husband and wife team founded the company in 2014, Vicky and Rich Fulop. They went to a hotel. They loved the sheets. When they were checking out, they said, hey, where can we get these sheets? And they're like, it'll be thousands of dollars. And they said, no, that's insane. They weren't Fulops. No, they <laughs> said, we've got to find a way to cut out the middleman and disrupt the sheet industry and innovate and get these sheets to you for an affordable price. My Brooklyn and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code best friend at brooklinen.com brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets comforters and towels come with a lifetime warranty the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code best friend at brooklinen.com that's brooklinen b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com promo code best friend brooklinen.com promo code best friend brooklinen these really are the best sheets ever okay I'm so happy you're back. I'm Thanks. so happy nice you're back. Are you pooping normally? I'm totally normal. I've I uh, and today was like a really I had no like lingering pains or anything like that. So good. Feel like you I'm good. totally on the back. mend. Nice. Yeah, you were still. What a traumatic experience. Yeah, it was a weird one. It didn't like I was talking about this last night a little bit at the junk show. Like it didn't give me a new outlook on life at all. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> just like just not, nah, I'm just saying. Go through that. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know if it's like a cynical view or I think at a certain point you're like aware of it all the time. Like being thankful for being healthy and or what's good and and or bad in life. You kind of didn't need that slap in the face. Yeah, I didn't. You were already there. Yeah. Yeah, It's just the thing that happened. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There was no lesson with that. It just sort of (laughs) happened. The lesson is don't get sick in Puerto Rico. <laughs> but that was bad enough that I think it could have turned you. Like, that could have made you bitter and angry, but not at all. You're just David. That's crazy. You should be mad. Furious <laughs> <laughs> at that. People get bringing that up, like, malpractice things and stuff. But I, on one hand, like, feel so bad because it is Puerto Rico. On the other, when I would take my little walks during my five days of just walking along with my little IV drip, and I'd, like, walk out to this little <laughs> corridor where I could see out and, like, look around a little yeah. bit. There, there were some really nice cars coming into the parking lot, especially for the surgeons. So I was like, this guy that cut me on the left side is driving yeah. like a Ferrari. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nor should you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. So okay. 
I'm the same. I have no like cool new outlook. <laughs> you know, I have some epiphanies now. <laughs> Nothing. Were you ever scared? Like, was it ever, oh God, this could really go south? Or was it just like, eh, I'll be fine. I just got to rest I up. I just kept thinking it was a children's surgery. Like yeah. most people get their appendix out in like third grade. They're gone a day. And yeah. Then they come back. It's such a, I was just like, th- that's part of what was embarrassing. Are you thinking like, of tonsils? No, I think appendi- people, I think of appendix really? in the same way, especially laparoscopic now. It's supposed to, even the surgeon, yeah. and of course, why wouldn't he say this? He's like, I had mine out on a Saturday. I was back doing operations on Monday, huh. and so that was like, that's how I'll be. Yeah. I'm out of here, and I'll be ziplining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, was I wrong. Are you the only one here who's had their appendix out? I am full of appendix. Yeah, I'm chock a block. Yeah, I got them all over. <laughs> I got them all over the place. Yeah, you too. Yeah. If you get the pain, so I had it like in the summer, and I researched. Like, oh wow! You know, I think I might have an. I was laying on the floor, and my dog came over and flopped against me and hit my right side, and I was like, "Yo, yeesh!" So I started researching. Like, I don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, is this because it just seems like such a cut and dry thing? Like that pain you see it in TV and movies all the time. Like the doctor touches it, cutting it out of there. But then I saw like they don't do that. All the time. In fact, there was a guy I think that played for the Saints that was like uh, on the fence as to whether or not he was going to play in a game because he had appendicitis, but they were just doing IV antibiotics. So that's how they kind of treat it nowadays. But I saw like you can get rid of the inflammation, and I did this by drinking like ginger root, like grinding up ginger root and putting it in tea, and then swallowing like entire garlic cloves, Whoa. and just fasting. And I did that for like a day and a half. Totally fine. Like, huh. got rid of the pain. So this time when it was happening, I was like, I think it's that same pain, but I didn't have access to my sweet roots and stuff. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and then they always say, too, like, it'll come back. It'll just keep coming sure. back. Yeah. So yeah. if you get it once, just... Uh, what is it. the pain? Uh, I mean, you missed the first part. It's oh, like a balloon in the center, for at least for me, and then it just moves all around and then kind of finally settles in the lower right. But it, just, he said it feels like it's like inflated too much. Yeah, like a balloon that's just a little too inflated. And huh. then I don't know what I would describe the pain like, like an ember in your belly oh, or boy. something. Like it's just really like, or something grabbing you and twisting it really quick. Is it's it just sharp? Yeah. Like a sharp Yeah, pain? yeah. It's dull and it's really hard to explain. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, the when I was back and off the antibiotics, that pain was like some sort of like fist just gripping and like not, and then it would let go. So you'd be like, so I would have to like arch up like, oh my God, <laughs> and then it would let go like, okay, I think I'm better now. And like every 20 second interval, I'm like, that was definitely the last. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like childbirth. Yeah. yeah I was re- likening it a lot like to labor. contractions. Like, yeah. Oh, I think I'm having these weird contraction things. So This is nuts. You are tough. <laughs> tough. <laughs> so now that you don't <laughs> have the appendix, I mean, what, what is the appendix for? It's like. It's useless. It's it used just like to be a vestigial for... thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a little like pinky that hangs off of your intestines. Like, I'm here if you need anything. <laughs> <laughs> they used to connect to your tail. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There we go. Ooh, I no, did not I know. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> no. Let's go with it, though. It was like for the immune system back when in the day or something. Now you're going to get like some, you know, ancient Egyptian beetle disease That's fine. or something. That's fine. <laughs> Happy to have it. <laughs> so, speaking of things that are overly stretched, my uterus is overly stretched. Um, David ha- is not aware of this, uh, not I, nearly as dramatic saga. I watched another man uh, shove his hand up my wife's hoo-ha this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. 
that was uh that was a new experience or is it <laughs> <laughs> with cattle i used to it's as pretty. a kid way too young of a kid see it the vet comes and it was like a- it was like that <laughs> it was like you put on a full glove yeah the full that's not glove. true yeah, he did. he's like all right girl <laughs> quiet now <laughs> stop kicking her you won't get yeah. your sugar cube <laughs> all right gave her a carrot yeah like, was... <laughs> you hold her down yeah. your what vagina was wow. huge so <laughs> What happens after that? The, does he feel the he baby? Was, no, no, he was feeling my cervix. Oh. So I have um, extra amniotic fluid. I'm like a thousand times more pregnant than the last time I saw you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also more pregnant than most women at this stage, meaning like my belly is bigger because I have extra amniotic fluid. Um, which, you know how you said, don't ever Google stuff? I Googled it and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it yeah. sounds really dire. But they haven't been worried about it. There are risks. Yeah, there's risks associated with it, but they haven't been worried about it in my situation because I don't have gestational diabetes. So, like, if you, it can be a sign of gestational diabetes, and if you have that, then there's there can be problems. But I don't have that. There's and, labor risks, though. Yeah, you're getting ahead. Oh. I know. <laughs> but I'm afraid. Let's talk about my fear. <laughs> okay, um. Uh. Uh oh. I swear the water has settled on my brain because I am real dumb these days. <laughs> um, You're talking about yeah, a gestational bit more diabetes. Pregnant than other people. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, keep going. Keep going. I feel like we're almost there. Gestational uh, you, diabetes. You don't have any of. Oh, the I know why that... they're not worried. They're not worried because the baby looks good because they've been monitoring me twice a week and like everything looks good with the baby because it can. There can be if there's an abnormality in the baby that can cause this. So they don't think it's that. Everything was good with the baby. Um, for a couple weeks, my extra fluid was stable, but then all of a sudden it started going up and it's more, it's more uncomfortable. So today the doctor said that he thinks that, so they had me see a perinatologist, which is like, she looks at high risk birth people, uh, high risk pregnant ladies. Um, and she recommended that I don't go past my due date, which is what happened last time. I, my, I was so like, I don't want to repeat of last time. And then I talked to my doctor today and I'm 38 weeks now. Ideally, I would make it to 39 weeks because at 39 weeks, there's no risk of the baby being premature, even though they're estimating the baby is right now eight pounds, four oh ounces, oh which boy. is big. But then they say, give or take a pound. And with Elliot, he was 7 pounds, 11 ounces, but they estimated that he was going to be a real big baby, too. So I think that they just might be off with their measurements because it's not real exact. So they're going to basically give me another week to go into labor on my own. And then if I don't, they're recommending inducing. Um, and like a couple weeks ago, I was very much like, so Daniel and I took a birth class at the hospital and I feel like the women who lead those are always like pretty crunchy. So after <laughs> that, I was like, I'm going to go into spontaneous labor on my own. I don't want the medical interventions. Maybe I won't even have pain relief. You know, I'm going to dim and breathe and I'm going to visualize you'll, and I'm going to do just it. Lift one yeah. leg. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. But now all of a sudden I'm like rolling over when it comes to yeah, whatever, just induce me, just get the baby out. I think because I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I think I could have pushed back, especially because the day that he's suggesting we do the induction is based on, like, the hospital's availability, Mm. which I don't love that... I don't love that that's why we're doing it. Um, Then, 
but I also am excited to not be pregnant anymore. But I, I'm seeing him again on Thursday. So I, at that point, because he was like, what do you think of this day? You know, think about it. Should I put the paperwork in? We're having, we've been having trouble getting beds for induction sometimes. And I said, yes. I could happens? have also said, could, I could have also said, could we wait and just give me a few more days to go into spontaneous labor? But like, I don't know. I got to figure out what I really want to do. So he can't get beds for inductions. But if you showed up at the hospital and, and were like, I want to have this baby, what are they going to be like? Nope. Sorry. No beds. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you mean I want to have this baby or like I'm happy? I'm ready. Baby? I'm ready to do this. You mean like I'm ready to be induced or my sure. or I'm in labor? Sure. I just feel like I think if, if you, you show up, up hospital, and said, I want to have this baby there and you're not in labor, they're probably not going to be like, well, movies lead right me this way. to believe that. That if you're not like your water hasn't broken, right. or, yeah. Like, but well. if you were in labor, there would be a bed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're not out of beds. They're just out. He of, said out of beds for inductions. For inductions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they give priority. Well, they have to give priority to people who are in actual natural labor. Labor. Is there a penalty for reserving it if you don't take the reservation? I don't think so. You didn't have to put down your credit card. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Here's the thing. So like, there's a certain point at which there's a, a real risk. Like, I guess. Well, you know, they're there like, oh, we don't want to wait until after your due date. So let's just call it the due date. So if you said, well, we're just going to wait and see if we have natural labor any time before that due date, they're going to give you a bed because that means you're going through natural labor. If you're going, if you're in labor, they're not going to turn you away. So the question then is like, all right, on the whatever date, 22nd or whatever, uh, if they have to induce because it's now a medical risk, would they at that point give you a bed? Yes. So really, there's no reason to reserve. If you wanted to just ride it out and see, I think so. There's there would be no I risk of his... showing up at the hospital and being like, you know what? There's a. I think they have a bathroom at the Jack in the Box over there. You could. <laughs> I think that his comfort level is doing it sooner. My OB's comfort level. Because of the risks, that's a different thing. I don't know. Because there's no. Bed. I don't know. I can't. I can't make heads or tails of it. I know. Anyway. Anyway, I might be having this kid soon. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly looks like it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, God willing. Have you seen Saving Private Ryan? Mm-hmm. You know the beginning where the soldiers are in the boat and <laughs> yeah. it's like riding up and they're like all shaky and they're about to have they're sharing a cigarette, you know, and they're just looking around. They're looking around. That's me right now. <laughs> and then that door is about to drop. And it's like, <laughs> and <I'm just> like <laughs> so here we go. It's just like, fuck. Oh, father. We're not all making it out of this. <laughs> the yeah. perinatologist, I liked her a lot, but she did say, because when it was like, what, you know, what could be causing the extra fluid? And she's like, well, you know, our bodies were designed to have kids at 17. It could just be like, you have a poopy uterus. <laughs> she did. She said she that. She said poopy, poopy uterus. All right. Poopy uterus. Okay. Just, I mean, I think that was her, like, her... You got her, a poop ute. <laughs> yeah. I but think she meant shitty. Yeah, don't she was teens. trying to edit it for Parents poop. have a lot of problems, though, physically also. Oh, do they? I, what was I watching recently? I feel like I saw that. I don't know. 16 and pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> no, some sort of study or something like that. Seem to reference that there are, like, higher rates of certain things Oh, really? teen huh. parents. Maybe that was just to higher rates of vaping. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I think the problem of is her uterus. Yeah. Her uterus, if it goes too long, just turns to dust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just mud in there. there it goes. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. I didn't have a chance to ask, but I wonder if it could be related to endometriosis. 
Because when I was going through IVF, they were always seeing free fluid in there. I'm sure it's all somehow connected. It's a to system. my 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 poopy reproductive <laughs> system. <laughs> um, hey, you know it, how poopy could it be? Like yeah. Elliot is a yeah. perfectly healthy, beautiful child. Yeah. This next one better be. <laughs> I'm assuming it will be. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, it will be. I was gonna say, do you want to tell them your concerns about the looks of this baby? But I feel like we shouldn't do that. It's like not fair to the baby. No, we should. <laughs> Let's roast his little ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, af- I, I just am afraid the baby's going to look like me instead of like you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Elliot best like phase a, you could awesome. be ugly in? The like if you're phase. an ugly 70-year-old, that's okay. Yeah, you're and if yeah. you're oh, ugly yeah. at 10, better than being ugly at, say, like 20. Yeah, right. true. But ugly in the womb is ideal. Who cares? That's true. He, that's this true. guy already looks good in the womb, though. He already has a lot of hair. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, they All already right. complimented his hair. He seems to have a good profile. I was worried he might have a too big nose, but I think, but today his nose no looks... No baby has a too big nose. I was worried ours <laughs> might, <laughs> but our, he, today imagine his... Imagine a baby with a big nose. They're giving birth to Alf. <laughs> He's in there with a walking stick and a pocket wall. Right. <laughs> cool. Today he looked pretty good. He'll have a thriving commercial career. They love unique people. He's He's got got a great. He'll chin. be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some iTunes comments of the week. Oh boy. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Do we usually read the positive? We read the positive first, right? Okay. Okay, thank God. All right, here we go. Uh, the title, Love Your Interviews, two exclamation points from Our Limit. Found this podcast by chance and now look forward to listening each week. One exclamation point. Great, great. Oh, that was That's it? That was yeah! That was brief <laughs> and positive. Yeah, we like it. We like it. All right, let's oh, dig into the negative. This is a real doozy. This is, yeah, I got to strap on my reading glasses here. <laughs> Chapter one. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> It's time to go by Ugh Hate Making Names. <laughs> I don't think that's their real name. I've listened since the first episode. I've laughed, celebrated, cried, and now apathetic. I've grown weary of the adolescent behavior, things I just don't find funny. What made me leave, you ask? (laughs) The story about Allison and her behavior in Hawaii. The hotel room story. Basically, she wants to steal. Book the cheap room and try to get a better room. There were many steps that led me away, but the lack of the host's inability to function as an adult is just no longer funny. Take down the Christmas tree. Regardless of where I fall politically, I listen to laugh, not hear you bash the government. (laughs) If I want that, I'll turn on CNN or MSNBC. Your guests were amazing. Jeff, always amazing. Three hearts. (laughs) The haters all love Jeff. (laughs) Your selection and guests. I love your selection and guests. Goodbye. Thanks for the laughs. But now I've got to go. Well, you'll be missed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why, you ask? I I just want to say 
She is it weird that every time I read a negative review, I agree with most of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawaii thing, she completely misunderstood. That that's what bugs me because I remember Adam Carolla saying that there's like different kinds of negative comments, and the one where, the ones where they completely misunderstood what you said don't you know didn't like, bother those him. don't bother him. What are like, you those, a woman? I think those bother me the most because the whole reason I do this is because of this like desperate need to feel understood and to like have someone yeah just to feel understood and to feel like I'm right. yeah. Need, yeah. yeah no it's it's I'm not saying it's coming from a healthy place <laughs> it's coming from a twisted dark need to be heard and like understood I'm needy and I'm available <laughs> um but yeah when we went to Hawaii we booked a nice room and we, we stayed in our nice room yeah. and that was it i don't know what she's talking about i think what she's talking about is so the hospital we did a hospital tour and the hospital rooms are like i was what do you think the dimensions of they're about the, like seven by eight they're about 70 percent the size of the rooms at cedars well no but how how many what would you say the dimensions are i would say like seven by eight i couldn't tell you tiny <laughs> like a tiny room you there's a chair and there's a cot there's the my hospital bed and then a chair and a cot. Everything's and very, yeah, close. For, so like much. a cot for Daniel. And to roll the cot out, you have to like, I don't know, probably put the chair in the hall. Like there's not enough. You can't walk around at all. It's oh, tiny, man. tiny. Um, so I was saying, but like there are a couple of bigger rooms apparently that they reserve for. They the, hold the, them open. Yeah, for people who have twins. So I was <laughs> saying on the podcast, and I know this sounds entitled, but you know what? Uh, it's also human. I was like, does anyone, like, how, if you were to get a better room at a hospital, how do you do it? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't think that's entitled. Entitled would be, I deserve to have I that don't think room. I deserve it. I just, w- I just want but, it. I'm just a, cla- look, my on, body is three times wanna, the size that it normally is, and I'm claustrophobic. But to say <laughs> that you want to try to get it is not entitlement. It's, hey, like, ask for the, the thing, the upgrade, whatever. Right. Just ask. Who, how is that entitled? There's yeah. also like a thousand articles about how to get an upgraded hotel. So I yeah. think I, but I'm like, I'm very particular about size of rooms and like where I sit at a rest. It's just a, it's just a thing in me. It's, I'm not proud of this thing in me. I just happen to be like not easygoing when it comes to spatial relations that I am inside of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I was saying, Daniel was saying that like we often will change rooms at a hotel or like try to get a better room, but often, and then, but I was saying, but we never, I can't believe I'm justifying this. We never book the cheapest room. I would never take that chance. We always book a nice room, but then if like, sometimes I will call down and oftentimes like we'll end up paying for a different room. It's not, I'm not trying to steal a room. You, you person who disagrees with my politics clearly. Anyway, so that frustrated me that she misunderstood so much about Hawaii, but whatever. Um, I also think that a lot of this has to do with uh, politics. Of course. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think she uh, tipped her hand there at, right. at, with that part, you know. Tipped her mitt? Tipped her mitt. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. She tipped her Mitt Romney. Um, <laughs> you know what? You can't say anything negative about huh. every plate. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is supported in part by every plate. 
It's a meal delivery kit. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. Think of it this way. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Every plate dinners are the cheaper, healthier alternative to takeout or delivery. When other dinner options cost around $10 per serving, every plate is offering five chef-designed recipes every week from only four ninety nine per serving. That is because one of the knocks against the meal delivery systems is that they can be a little uh, tough on your wallet. But at four ninety nine per serving, that is super duper. Heck yeah. yeah! Yeah, recipes come together in about thirty minutes. Definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store. Less time deciding what to cook means more time spent enjoying good food with family. Every plate does the meal planning, shopping, and prepping for you, taking the time consuming guesswork out of cooking. Never buy more ingredients than you need because every plate's recipe comes with everything already pre-measured and if you look at our refrigerator right now it looks like we're super healthy people with all this fresh produce and stuff inside when really we're not every plate is constantly expanding their shipment zones check to make sure your zip code is included where they ship at checkout and we received three delicious meals um but because i'm so pregnant i'm forgetting specifically what they were one was chicken fajitas so good one was pork chop with pan roasted applesauce so and the recipe cards. I love the recipe cards because they have like little like it's almost like pop up video. Like here's Aww. what you didn't know about Ooh. roasting applesauce <laughs> in a pan. Or, oh, I know the other one was Swedish meatballs because the the secret ingredient is nutmeg. <laughs> you think of it as a warm aromatic herb or spice. Mind is blown. A spice for <laughs> holiday treats, but it's in oh. your Swedish meatballs for six free meals across. Your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery. Go to everyplate.com and enter best friend six. This offer equates to one third off each of your first three boxes. That's six free meals across your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery when you go to everyplate.com and enter best friend six. Okay. Here's the deal, you guys. Mm. I need to check the time because. We have to record another episode for baby time after this. So I think we're going to bring this one to a close. I know we didn't do Just Me or Everyone, but that just means more Just Me or Everyone Coming up. for another episode. <laughs> so good to have you back, David. Thank you. It's nice to um, come to such a warm and welcoming place. Everyone should have something like that. We can go to a room and people say, <laughs> nice, hey, it's good to see you again. It's nice. Yeah. It's good uh, to see you guys. Reminder, I do another podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons called Childish. It's just uh, burning up the charts, you guys. And you don't have to have kids to listen to it and enjoy it. That's called Childish. Um, I had Marcella Arguello. Do you know her, David? I She's not. a comedian. She's very... Um, very frank and very like forthcoming in her discussion of a lot of stuff, which I appreciated because I asked her about her experience writing on the show, drop the mic. And she's like, I really didn't like it. And she like, went into details. And oftentimes people will just sugarcoat that stuff. She named names about comedians that are like total dicks. Well, one in particular, a comedian that's a total prick backstage. And um, she was just refreshingly honest about a lot of stuff. That was my Monday episode this week. Check that out. I have a book out. Just go to AllisonRosen.com. It's got everything. Renee. Yes. Where might we find you? I have a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? If you're into dogs, check that out. I'm back on all the social media uh, on Twitter, Renee Colvert, and on Instagram, Renee S. Colvert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it delights me so. Oh, am I up? Mm-hmm. You're up. Uh, at Daniel Quantz, Twitter and Instagram. D- 
Dequants on the snappy. <laughs> Saved it. Dequants on the snappy. Amazing. <laughs> Good job, David. Man, the drop fell out and I was there to save yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Back me up. That's awesome. David? Oh. Where might we find you? Yeah, my podcast is called The Space Cave. I have beers with um, scientists and artists and talk about the world. My website has links to social media stuff. I've started posting on uh, Instagram more, like yes. comics and things like that. I, I noticed that, Thanks. and I'm like, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was so happy to see the comics. Thanks, man. Um, I think that's about Oh, and the junk show. If you're in LA, second Sunday of every month. We just had it last night. It was terrific. Had a magician on. Just blew everyone's minds. Do that fairly frequently. So, the junk show. The junk show. And Jeff? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Colonel Jeff Fox. And <laughs> I forgot to mention that Greg Heller is this month's bonus Patreon episode guest. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Thank you for everyone. Thank you for being here. Puerto Rico. Thank you for sort of saving <laughs> David. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Sometimes I'm reusing some of these jokes, but I don't even give a shit. Thank you. Yeah, fuck it. No one's listening anyway. Okay, here we go.